0: Xavier Reese acknowledging the limitations of the enemy on the divine purposes of God.
1: All that the Antichrist does is in fulfillment of prophecy, and he can go no further. All that the Antichrist does is granted power given to him by God. It is limited power. He cannot go beyond the purposes and the prophetic scriptures that God has set. The Antichrist is only fulfilling the will and the purposes that God has set out.
0: Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. The unfolded story of Esther leaves no doubt that the powerful figure Haman is a type of the flesh, that sinful, self-centered nature within all of us. But in Haman's hatred and desire to destroy the Jewish people, Pastor Xavier has been revealing how we also see an unmistakable type of the spirit of the Antichrist. Today, on Simple Truths, he'll bring us the conclusion of a very intriguing message of the end times entitled, Haman, Enemy of the Jews, to close out our study series of the Old Testament book of Esther. Let's listen.
1: We want to look to the book of Esther and center on the person of Haman and see what we can learn from him. The first thing that we learn from Haman is that he is a type of the Antichrist. There have been many types of Antichrist in the past. One is Antiochus Epiphanes, and he attempted to destroy the Jewish nation. Hitler is another type of Antichrist. He equally tried to destroy the Jewish nation. But let me give you certain facts which will verify that he is a type of the Antichrist. First of all, in chapter 3, verse 1 of Esther, he appears suddenly on the scene. All of a sudden, in chapter 3, verse 1, it says, After these things, King Ahasuerus promoted Haman, the son of Hamadatha, the Agagite, and advanced him and set his seat above all the princes who were with him. He appears suddenly on the scene, out of nowhere. Revelation chapter 6 verse 1 tells us that after the church of Jesus Christ is taken out of the world, what is known as the rapture of the church, the Antichrist will appear at the beginning of the tribulation period, the last seven years in world history as we know it. And he appears on a white horse. Out of nowhere, out of nowhere, here Haman appears. Suddenly on the scene. But secondly... He is anti-Semitic. In chapter 3, verse 6, he says, But he, speaking of Haman, disdained to lay hands on Mordecai alone, for they had told him of the people of Mordecai. Instead, Haman sought to destroy all the Jews who were throughout the whole kingdom of Ahasuerus, the people of Mordecai. Down in verse 10, So the king took the signet ring, in his hand, and gave it to Haman and the son of Hamatha the Agagite, the enemy of the Jews. Haman was anti-Semitic. It wasn't enough to just wipe out Mordecai. He wanted to vent his anger and his rage and wipe out and destroy the entire nation of Israel. Isn't it interesting that so many people have wanted to destroy the Jews in Israel throughout history? Go back to the law in Deuteronomy. God said, Israel, listen to me and listen to me well. If you ever leave me, If you ever forsake me, I will fight against you. I will send plagues. I will send the sword. I will cast you into the furnace of fire. And the persecution that you see throughout the world history in relationship to the Jew is actual fulfillment of God's promise to Israel for leaving him. But nevertheless, Haman is anti-Semitic. He wants to destroy the Jewish nation. In Revelation chapter 12, verse 13, the Antichrist will persecute the woman, Israel. Now, be careful that you do not put the church in the book of Revelation after chapter 5. Nowhere in the book of Revelation is the church found after chapter 5 until you see her returning with Jesus in chapter 19. The tribulation and great tribulation is primarily for Israel to prepare her for her Messiah, which they have rejected in the past, not for the church who has embraced her Messiah in the present. Daniel chapter 8, verse 24, tells us the Antichrist will destroy the holy people. The holy people, through the book of Daniel, always refers to Israel, never the church. You must keep it in its context. He's not only a type of the Antichrist, but he has... Similar characteristics as the Antichrist. First, he is proud. In chapter 3, verse 5 of Esther, when Haman saw that Mordecai did not bow or pay him homage, Haman was filled with wrath. He is a proud man. He wants men to bow to him. He can't stand for anybody to defy his authority. In chapter 6 of Esther, verse 6, Haman enters the court of the king to request the life of Mordecai that he may hang him on the gallows he has built. And as he enters in, the king has just received news by the chronicles of war and of the records that Mordecai informed about an assassination attempt on his life and the men were convicted and executed and he was never rewarded. And Haman came in in verse 6 and the king asked him, What shall be done for the man whom the king delights to honor? The king had Mordecai in mind all along but listened to the heart and mind of Haman, the proud man. Now Haman thought in his heart, Whom would the king delight to honor more than me? Revelation thirteen fifteen through eighteen tells us that the antichrist will cause all to worship the image of himself. Second Thessalonians two four tells us that the antichrist will exalt himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he sits as God in the temple of God. He will enter the new temple built in Jerusalem, and he will declare it to be God and demand worship as God pride but not only is he proud but he's deceptive he's deceptive look at chapter 3 verse 8 and 9 then Haman said to the king Ahasuerus there is a certain people scattered and dispersed among the people in all the provinces of your kingdom their laws are different from all of other people and they do not keep the king's laws Therefore, it is not fitting for the king to let them remain. If it pleases the king, let a decree be written, for they be destroyed, and I will pay ten thousand talents of silver into the hands of those who do the work to bring it into the king's treasures. Haman was not telling the truth to the king and made it appear as if he was concerned with the king's benefit being a faithful servant. Daniel tells us, Daniel 9, 27, that Israel herself will make a one-week or seven-year covenant known as the 70th week of Daniel. The first 69 weeks have been fulfilled, as we have studied in the past. Between the 69th and the 70th week of Daniel, there has been a stop on God's time clock. That 70th week will begin again once the church is removed from the earth That will commence the seven-year tribulation. Israel herself will make a pact and a covenant with the man of sin, the Antichrist. In the midst of those seven years, after three and a half years, he will have helped them to erect their new temple, Revelation 11 says. Then in the midst, he will cause the daily oblation to cease, sacrifice, enter in himself, declare himself to be God, And show his true colors. So all that he will do for Israel in the first three and a half years will be under deception. The word anti has two fulfillments. Anti means instead of, he's a false messiah. And anti means against all who believe in the true messiah. But he doesn't show his true colors till after the first three and a half years. Daniel eleven twenty one 21 tells us that the Antichrist obtains the kingdoms, listen, by flatteries. Isn't that the way politicians obtain our vote? They tell us what we want to hear, and then they do what they want. <laughs> he's going to be a politician. Revelation 6, 1 says that he appears, the Antichrist, and he's going to deceive through the political system. How does he appear in Revelation 6-1? Listen, on a white horse. A white horse stands for peace, yet he's a man of war. A white horse stands for truth, yet he is the lie. He has a bow in his hand, but no arrows are found, meaning that he would gain favor and conquer through diplomacy and not violence at first. He's deceptive. Thirdly, he is presumptuous in his power. Chapter 3, verse 8 and 9. He's out to avenge himself, Haman, and to enrich himself through his plot against the Jews. He doesn't tell that to the king. His motives are ulterior. They are not true. He is allowing the king to believe That he's doing this out of service when in fact he's doing this out of vengeance for himself. He is allowing in verse 9 the king to believe that he himself is going to give 10,000 talents of silver out of his own pocket. When in fact he knows that there are millions of Jews in the Persian kingdom so wealthy that as he destroys them he will take over their possessions and that amount would be nothing in comparison to what he will take for himself. He is presumptuous in his power. In chapter 7, verse 5, When Esther points him out as the adversary, the king Ahasuerus answered and said to Queen Esther, Who is he? And where is he? And who would dare presume in his heart to do such things? By the words of the king, he is a presumptuous man regarding his power. Now listen. Listen. Daniel eleven forty three 43 says that the Antichrist will have power on the treasures and gold and silver and all the precious things of the earth. Revelation 18 shows us the commercial system and wealth of the world that is brought by and through the agency of the Antichrist, the man of sin, the son of perdition. Tremendous wealth. Revelation 19, 19, The Antichrist and the kings of the earth presume in their power and will gather at the valley of Megiddo to wage war against Jesus and his army as he comes to set up the kingdom in attempt to thwart the purposes and the establishment of the kingdom. Listen to Joel three fourteen. Multitudes, multitudes... In the valley of Decision, for the day of the Lord is near in the valley of Decision. The valley of Megiddo in the battle of Armageddon. And so we see that Haman has similar characteristics as the Antichrist. But third and last, he prefigures the doom of the Antichrist. First, his power is delegated limited and to fulfill the king's word look at chapter 6 verse 10 then the king said to haman hasten this is after he has entered the court and he sends him to reward and to parade mordecai Hasten, take the robe and the horse as you have suggested and do so for Mordecai the Jew who sits within the king's gate. Leave nothing undone of all that you have spoken. You see, though the king had given him an authority to be second in command, it was a limited power. It could not go beyond the king. He had just entered the court to ask the life of Mordecai. The king said, Go reward him and parade him. That equally fulfilled the plan and the purposes of God. Now Revelation 13.15 says that the Antichrist was granted power. All that the Antichrist does during those seven years is granted power given to him by God. It is limited power. He cannot go beyond the purposes and the prophetic scriptures that God has set. All that the Antichrist does is in fulfillment of prophecy, and he can go no further. In Revelation 6, 11, Jesus tells this to the martyrs. Listen. Listen to what Jesus tells the martyrs in the fifth seal. These are martyrs who have been killed for the testimony of Christ during the first three and a half years. They say, How long, O Lord? How long will we keep on being killed? And Jesus tells this to them Listen, he says, Rest a little while longer until the number of your fellow servants, your brethren, will be killed as they were to complete the prophecy. Jesus says, I have ordained, I have proclaimed others yet to be part of this group of martyrs in other words it will be fulfilled the antichrist is only fulfilling the will and the purposes that god has set out but secondly he prefigures the doom of the antichrist in his purpose and plan to destroy the jews for it is thwarted by the power and providence of god Look at chapter 7, verse 4 through 6. Esther is there at the second banquet with the king. She's going to make her request known to the king. For we have been sold, my people and I, to be destroyed, to be killed, and to be annihilated. Had we been sold as male and female slaves, I would have held my tongue, although the enemy could never compensate for the king's loss. Then King Ahasuerus answered and said to the queen as we read who is he and where is he and who would dare to presume in his heart to do such a thing and Esther said the adversary and enemy is that wicked Haman so Haman was terrified before the king and the queen and rightly so in chapter 7 verse 10 Haman is hung on the gallows in chapter 8 Verse 11, Esther asked for a new decree to be allowed for the Jews to defend themselves against Haman's decree for the law of the Medes and the Persians could not be canceled nor altered. Therefore, a new decree had to be given so they could defend themselves. Now listen to what Revelation twelve fourteen says. It says that God will protect Israel by giving her a place in the wilderness for three and a half years. Though two of three Jews will be killed at the hand of the Antichrist God will still provide a place in the wilderness for that one-third of Israel and as the Antichrist and his army persecutes and pursues her in the wilderness the book of Revelation says the earth opens up and swallows them up and God provides for her in the wilderness for three and a half years it will be in the city of Petra I have been there you can only get in by horseback it is over in the Transjordan side over in Jordan and God will provide for her in the wilderness you see it prefigures the doom of the antichrist second thessalonians 2:8 says the lord will consume the lawless one the son of perdition the man of sin the beast the antichrist all of those are reference to him with the breath of his mouth and destroy him with the brightness of his coming revelation 19:15 says that out of the mouth of Jesus goes forth a sharp sword and with it that he should strike the nations and he himself will then rule them with the rod of iron. And then in Revelation nineteen twenty, it says that the beast and the false prophet are captured and cast into the lake of fire. And then in Revelation 20, verse 1 and 2, it says that Satan is bound for a thousand years with a great chain by Michael the archangel. And then Jesus will judge the nations, Matthew 25. And then He will set up the kingdom. And then we, His bride, we, His church, will reign with Him for a thousand years. And all those individuals who did not take the mark of the beast and survived the tribulation period will be allowed to go into the thousand-year reign and repopulate the earth once again, and we will rule over them. And Isaiah says that in that day, if a child would die at a hundred years of age, they'll say, Oh, wasn't he young when he died? (laughs) God is so good to have given to us all that is going to happen. There are so many things we don't know in particular, but there are so many things that we do know. We don't have every aspect of all that's gonna happen, but we have enough of the picture to be able to warn and proclaim to the world the wrath to come and enough to give us enough incentive to live in such holiness that we declare to God that we want to flee from the wrath to come. Behold what manner of love the Father has given unto us that even though it doth not yet appear we shall be when Christ appears and we see him we shall be exactly as he is. The soon return of Jesus Christ for his church is the greatest incentive for your holy living. If you're playing games, it is a real possibility you will be left to see the Antichrist. If you're not born again, you will definitely see the Antichrist. And if you are around, once he sets up the abomination of desolation spoken by Daniel the prophet, And declares himself to be God. Start counting down, and when you get to 1,290 days, look up to the east, and you will see Jesus Christ and me coming back on horseback. You'll know the exact date when Jesus and his church will return once the abomination of desolation takes place. I hope you're not here. I hope you have made provisions. When I was in the world, there was a song that I used to dig. People get ready. There's a train of coming. You don't need no ticket. You just get on board. You don't need no ticket. You just praise the Lord. They were talking about the rapture. Here was a heathen boogie to it. (laughs) (laughs) You can't buy your way in, but you can get on board. The price has been paid. The death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. There have been many types of Antichrist through the history of man, but they only point to yet the ultimate future man of sin, the antichrist. Who are you looking for? Are you looking for Jesus Christ, or are you looking for antichrist? I'm looking for Jesus in the air. I hope you're not looking for Antichrist on the earth. The characteristics of the Antichrist are unmistakable and clearly given in Scripture. Could you identify him if he came on the scene? Or would you be deceived and take the mark and lose your soul for all eternity? The doom of the Antichrist is certain. Who do you belong to? Do you belong to Jesus Christ? then you're on the winning side. But if you don't belong to Christ, then your future is dark with no hope. But God's grace is here to meet you. If you don't know Jesus, He has brought you to repent, to acknowledge Him as Lord. But only you can make that choice if God is prompting your heart of that conviction. Won't you run to Him for protection? Won't you give your life to Him? Won't you cast everything at His feet and sacrifice all that you cannot even hang on to anyway? And you're going to lose? Call on His name now. Flee to Him. Do it now.
0: Pastor Xavier Reese with a life-changing invitation to spend eternity with our God and Maker. You'll find the simple steps to accepting Jesus Christ as your Savior by logging on to CalvaryChapelPasadena.com. Just look for the link, How to Know Jesus, once again at CalvaryChapelPasadena.com. Now, copies of today's study, Haman, Enemy of the Jews, are available as well on CD for just $4. And with it, we'll be including everything Pastor Xavier taught the last time we were together as well. Once again, the title to ask for is Haman, Enemy of the Jews. Or you could simply mention today's date so we can get that out to you right away. You can request your copy by writing Simple Truths. 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. Again, that's Simple Truths. 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. And thanks for telling us the call letters of this station and all your correspondence. This is one way we have of checking on the impact of this outreach in your area. Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese. Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese, a daily half-hour broadcast, is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California